thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 92. But do thy worst to steal thyself away, from term of life thou art assured mine, and life no longer than thy love will stay, for it depends upon that love of thine. Then when I not to fear the worst of wrongs, when in the last of them my life hath end, I see a better state of me belongs, than that which on humour doth depend. Thou canst not vex me with inconstant mind, since that my life on the revolt doth lie. Oh, what a happy title I do find, happy to have thy love, happy to die. But what's so blessed fair that fears no blot, thou mayest be false, and yet I know it not. That was Sonnet 92 of Shakespeare's Sonnets, and you're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. I really need to get into the patter of this intro again. I'm Mark Chatterley, and I am joined by a... I, I, I can't see his eyes. A dead-eyed... <laughs> dead-eyed? Yeah, there's reflections on your glasses, and I can't oh, see your eyes. Well, I can take my glasses off, but then I can see. You're very blurry now. Yeah, I don't, forgot to don't, say my name. You look weird without glasses. You look, You look too... You look... I don't know, you look like you've been cloned. That's really strange. Evil Thierry is here now. No, that's better. Glasses on is much better. But yes, he's Thierry. Yes, we... I am Thierry. The Thierry. The Thierry. Um, there's only one of him in Europe. A <laughs> little known fact, in Europe, only one person at a time can have a name. It's, it's <laughs> an odd system. You, you say that. I, just, I actually know several Thierrys. <sighs> don't ruin I, I... my facts. I, I had another one in my class. I was never the only Thierry in, uh, in school. And, and now you're pretty much the only Thierry in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you came here. <laughs> that, that was my only reason. <laughs> um, Sonnet 92. What did you think of Sonnet 92? It's just... Well, I've, I've read ahead because I'm prepared oh, for, for once. It's like the first time in months. You're showing and, and up most now. of them are just... just they, they seem... Very complicated, and there's one coming up where I looked up notes, and it just says, "This is the most enigmatic of sonnets." Wow, that's a good title. <laughs> so that's 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 going to be fun, but it he just seems to be back on his depression thing. <laughs> He's been on it for a while, to be fair. It's just lines like "Happy to have thy love, happy to die." It it just you don't you don't like that. Just, it's it's just. I don't know. We're definitely in the emo phase. <laughs> emo Shakespeare. Emo Shakespeare. What, what intrigues me about this one is I, I tend to read these from, from Wikipedia. Um, and you don't. You read them from a different site. But Wikipedia's notes for this one. There are no notes at all. It, it's just the sonnet on a page. And that's it. Um, which is, is annoying. Because <laughs> i got nothing to read <coughs> out. I'm going to have to go on my opinion of things. Which is, is not good. Well, I, I have one line which, which doesn't really help me at all, saying, This sonnet may be read as a piece of defensive sophistry against the threatened demise of love. So so wow. there you have it. That's that, Sonnet 92. That sounds we'll see like, you next week. Yeah, we can't sum it up better than that. And if you don't know what three of those words are in a sentence, tough. That's, that's partly what I hate about academia, is this all ah, just ugh, stupid. Stupid. Um, I'm so one day going to be a lecturer. I'm going to love it. <laughs> um, but 
let, let's try let's try and break down the sonnets. The the first sentence, which is, but do thy worst to steal thyself away from life from term of life thou art assured mine, and life no longer than thy love will stay, for it depends upon that love of thine. Which is, I think, Shakespeare saying that that his life depends upon the love of the fair youth. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So for the term of life, thou art assured mine. So for, for as long as my life, you are mine. Uh, but then it's for it depends upon that love of thine. So it's a circular argument in the sense that for the length of Shakespeare's life, he has that love, but the love is what's sustaining him. So it can't be any other way. Yeah, yeah. What what I noticed is um, it, it links right into the previous sonnet as well. 91, the first line, because 91 finished in wretched in this alone, that thou mayst take all this away, and me most wretched make. It does. And then it continues, but do thy worst to steal thyself away, for term of life thou art assured mine. So, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's a direct continuation. So it's a double sonnet? It, it Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll have Machel Barrett at the end going, and now the continuation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be such an easy job. Just going previously <laughs> on, and then you shut up for her that's, website. That's all she did for all of the other Star Trek shows. She just did the computer voices and, and the intros. Previously on Star Trek. <laughs> previously on Battlestar Galactica. It's all very thumpy, bassy music with Battlestar Galactica. And then there were scenes that you'd never seen before, and you're like, "What? That didn't? What? That's not fair." Yeah, they 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 spoiled the intro. They they spoiled the entire episode in the intro, which just I always looked away. Yeah, I I think they did it. The reasoning behind it is because it was a remake of an old series, and it was a prequel to the original series, at least originally. So having a flash forward at the beginning of the episode gave you this internal sense of having seen it before. Or having known of it before, I or at least that's that's the artistic reason I gave it in my head because it was a prequel mm. to a show that had already existed. You kind of were given foreknowledge. Yeah, but then it kind of it 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 went past the classic battle because on on the classic battles like Galactica they make it to Earth. No, like like actual Earth, our time, Earth. Yes, they do in the movie with their flying motorcycles. They're yeah, flying invisible the, motorcycles. The, was it the children go play baseball and they are super strong because they have higher gravity on, on the starships than uh, we have on Earth? And it just... It was See, weird. It was a weird movie. And nothing to do with Sonnet 92. No. No, well, it has everything to do with Sonnet 92, <laughs> I think you'll find. <laughs> Shakespeare was actually a very big Battlestar Galactica fan. He was the final f- uh, fifth Cylon. He was... <laughs> He was in the final five. It's possible. Um, oh, he was the first. <laughs> no, no, we can't. We can't link Shakespeare <laughs> to Battlestar Galactica. We, no one will take us seriously anymore. I, I'm not sure people take us seriously now. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's someone out there going. Yeah, this is a very astute podcast. I listen. I listen every day. They release it because it's it's current affairs coverage is very good. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched speaking of current affairs I watched a Lady Gaga video this week how why it was linked on on Facebook to me as oh a... is that the uh, the one where she sent the dancers to the Westboro Baptist Church no no 
this was one that had a swan in it and then her holding some giant pillows and then her head was on a swan and then she had wings it was very weird that is very weird it was i think this might be her newest one don't know what it's called but yeah uh, so yeah i'm up to date with current stuff yeah i'm down with the kids i'm all <laughs> hip <coughs> and cool they still use those words don't they I, I think they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. yeah. It's fine. I could, I could yeah. go undercover. I could be one of those cops that goes undercover. Oh, God, yeah, you could, you could be uh, the the Johnny Depp of of uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, I, I could be in a street gang. Yeah, throwing signs from the east side or north side or northwest <laughs> side. But all come that at stuff. me, bro. Yeah, yeah, come at me, and and yeah, exactly. I could do that. I could do Are that. you biting your thumb at me? Throwing <laughs> <laughs> oh, educating educating Britain's gangs from the inside with Shakespeare. And then and oh, then they start clicking brilliant. and dancing and, and it'll be a whole production of West Side Story and they won't oh. even know. It'd be great. <sighs> um Yeah, Solid ninety two. this this is a where we are staying on track. We are I'm trying my best. Uh, to steer the ship, <laughs> um, uh, the, the 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 end. Oh, what a happy title do I find! Happy to have thy love, happy to die. But what so blessed fair that fears no blot? Thou mayest be false, and yet I know it not. So that last line, thou mayest be false, and yet I know it not, is basically Shakespeare saying you can do no wrong again. So we're back to square run, square one, again. After having a string of sonnets where Shakespeare's kind of gone, you suck, I hate you, why are you so mean to me? He's now going, thou mayest be false, yet I know it not. So uh, Shakespeare keeps flipping from one extreme to the other, I think. Yeah. Well, he. there are still quite a few um, fair youth sonnets to go. And, and if he dragged out the... Uh... You are evil, and I, I will never like you again, because you have complete control over me. That 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 would get old, fairly quickly. And that's true. It would. So so, so he he just kind of needs to flip flop. <laughs> but he's, I just there's no middle ground. I suppose, I suppose you get when you think of Shakespeare, you think of him as being a very uh, nuanced, very, very skilled touch with language and feelings and thought but that may not actually be the case it tends to be extremes and his characters in his plays tend to go from extremes as well extreme of madness to extreme passion to extreme hatred yeah I guess more nuanced characters wouldn't have been interesting I yeah yeah, I, I suppose you have to keep it in the context of drunk people watching this, or, or watching the plays at least. Yeah. Well, it also he had, <clears throat> sorry, he needed to appeal to um, the, the 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 plebs and and to the uh, and to the royals at the same time. Yeah, and and so the plebs with their beer would have just wanted. Fighting and action and insults and, 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 and drunk people, yeah. The, the comic relief, like the um, is it the porter in Macbeth, just just the kind of people who add humor to the play. Yes. And then the the upper classes would have wanted the intrigue and the the the, the political stuff and and. Um... But the the I suppose we have to 
maybe we we're giving it a slightly different frame because we're used to uh, TV shows having multiple dozens of hours to establish characters and nuances. And I mean, a proper TV show, when it does it well, you can get to the second season or third season and characters only need to say one line or a couple of words and they can be packed with so much feeling because the character's been established to that point. Whereas a lot of the plays were, what, one hour, two hours long? Yeah, they were a bit longer. They, they, if you well, if we go see them now, they're, they're what three three hours ish. But they with but the break, a lot of characters in them. Yeah, and and so I suppose that idea of building up a character and and ha- each character having its own depth wasn't there. But then you have that in movies now, yeah, or, or modern plays. <clears throat> that is true. I don't know what I'm getting at really. I I just I find it interesting that it's. There's no. I mean, they would have had serialized content at the time. They 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 published novels in in uh, as as chapters as bits in newspapers. So, yeah. so they were they 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 were aware of of that kind of that nuanced style. But it it just seems at least in the sonnets, my 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 knowledge of the plays isn't is is um, um big or large as I would like it. But in these sonnets, the the writer. Bill Shakey tends to go from extremes of emotion, but then maybe that's a factor of the sonnet form that you're exploring a, a an emotional extreme. Yeah, well, then you could say <clears> that <throat> this is very much. So you could take it back. What you said about TV shows: this is serialized content. It isn't just one sonnet. He 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 builds up these characters. He does over a hundred and however many there are of the Fair Youth. Hundred. 26? 26. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think of the Fair Youth at this point then? That's an interesting little segue. I don't... I can't... I, I, I want to not like the Fair Youth. But it's... Yeah. I, I just want to blame Shakespeare for... He just kind of... He, he navigated himself into that position that he is in now. Yeah, and I can't really. The, the fair youth just at the beginning. The fair youth just, well, f- f- from what we can gather, just slapped around in, instead of loving Shakespeare, l- loving Shakespeare, or indeed settling on on one woman and 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 having children, procreating, ensuring his. Uh, well, they didn't know about genes, but but his, um, his lineage, his lineage would continue. Yeah, and then he just just Shakespeare just kind of turns into into this god-like figure, and then well, you you, you turn someone into a god, and then they become a god kind of thing, and then they become mad with power, and then they're bound to disappoint you at some point. Yeah, and then from everything Shakespeare said, the fair youth was never. He might have been beautiful on the in uh, on the outside, but not in the on the inside. Yeah, which which Shakespeare. Well, sometimes you 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 don't realize that when when you uh, you find someone physically attractive, you don't necessarily realize that they're a, a bit of an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, I sleep with you. Once, just once... don't open your mouth. Yeah, that well, even without you can fall in love with someone and then not your your mind just kind of blocks out all the negative. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But I but then Shakespeare did consciously realize it. 
and his burial quite a while again. ago, and then he just he had two or three sonnets where he treated it and, and accused the fair youth of, of not not being perfect, and then he just convinced himself again that the fair youth is indeed perfect, and the mistake was his. Yeah. Which is interesting, because, I mean, that leads back to this this final line. They, Thou mayest be false, and yet I know it not. So that means, I guess, one of two things, which is either Shakespeare saying he has no faults, or that Shakespeare is saying the fair youth has kind of accepted his faults. Because if he had... If, if the fair youth's gone, okay, I have accepted I've got these faults, <coughs> my personality's a bit crap. The that Shakespeare kind of almost forgiven him for it. So I don't know which way to read it then. The line before it were, but what's so blessed fair that fears no blot? Um, everything, everything, I guess is the line, is the idea that everything fears a negative opinion. No one wants to have themselves thought of in a, in a negative way. In a negative way. It's, it's an interesting sonnet. It's quite a deep sonnet. After we've had a long string of quite sort of light, uh, very easygoing sonnets, this is quite a deep one. I feel. But the, I I read the um, Mace before, and yet I know it not more of as an he Shakespeare kind of absolves himself of all all mistakes and all all knowledge of of the. I mean, the, somewhere Shakespeare knows that the fair youth isn't perfect. Yes. And and then he says, and yes, I know it. He just. It's. I read it more as in he's making the active choice not to know it, but he's twisting it in a way that he's saying, it's not really, I'm not making that conscious choice. It yeah. is that is just the state of of matter, that that I do not know it, even though he he has convinced he has he has convinced himself that he doesn't know. Yeah, that so so he's he's compartmentalizing in his head. Yeah, he's kind of putting on the blindfold and going, it's not my fault, I can't see. It's it's the blindfold's fault. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yes. And I suppose that almost that almost matches up with earlier on, thou canst not vex me with inconstant mind. Since that's my life on the revolt doth lie. So he's saying his his you can't you you fleeting about from one place to another. You can't confuse me with that. I I, I have this one feeling towards you, and that's what I'm going to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. No, no matter what happens, I am. I'm not going to stray from from this conviction. Which he he does, and we know he does because he has already. Yeah, but yeah. he's ignoring that. He's he's just just kind of yeah. He's he's blotted that out of his mind. God. Bill, it's not a healthy relationship at all. We said that about seventy times ago. Yeah, I know. I it, it just you keep coming back to it. I I honestly thought coming into the sonnets that it was a series of of very deep love poems, very lovely, very sensual. And and now being on the ninety second one, it's not at all. It's a collection of stalkerish poems and sonnets that that have an overtone of a very unhealthy, manipulative relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and they're both. But at this point, they are both kind of. They're both manipulating Shakespeare, but but in its. 
in their very own ways. I mean, the, the fair youth have kind of realised that he has this power over Shakespeare, and 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 Shakespeare's just. I don't. He's he's just kind of gone mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he mad has... as an in insane because I know Americans kind of yeah. Oh yes, yes. I, I meant yeah, insane, not angry. Yeah, mad is a much better word for insane than insane. Americans out there, start using it. <laughs> that, that is an order. Um, but yeah, I oh, I feel quite. I, I don't know. I feel cheated by the sonnets in some way. I I was expecting a, a a love poem, an epic love poem from from one man to his his young lover. But it's not. It's so different to that. And I, I'm slightly annoyed that at no point in, in all of my education and, and outside life has anyone turned around to me and gone, do you know how messed up the sonnets are? And, and Because you don't, you don't read them... Well, you don't read them as a whole in school. No. And you read very specific... You read 116. Let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not laugh. Yeah. <clears throat> You, you you tend to read those and you go oh it's a it's a poem about love and you go oh it's 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 happy and yeah. it's all nice or just shall I compare thee to a summer's day and you just They're, then in your head they become all nice and fluffy yeah? yeah yeah when when they are very much the exceptions out of the hundred and fifty four very weird wow that's I think that's been a very interesting discussion on 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 so, centered around sonnet ninety two but around sonnets in general and Battlestar Galactica. So it's quite a wide-reaching podcast this week. So say we all. So say we all. You can buy, uh, you can buy Battlestar Galactica notepads that have the corners cut off. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I know. I thought so. What do they do with all those corners? What do they, I, don't I know. think that's why the Cylons are pissed. They're like, do you not <laughs> know how much paper you're wasting? Think of the trees. They, and that's they're trying to save the the Capricorns or whatever they call themselves. From themselves, Capricans. Capricans. Would you like to read Sonnet ninety-two? I can try. You, you should try. Sonnet ninety-two. But do thy words to steal thyself away for term of life? Thou art assured mine, and life no longer than thy love wilt stay, for it depends upon that love of thine. Then need I not to fear the worst of wrongs when in the least of them my life hath end. I see a better state to me belongs than that which on thy humour doth depend. Thou canst not vex me with the inconstant mind, since that my life on thy revolt doth lie. Oh, what a happy title do I find, happy to have thy love, happy to die. But what so blessed fair that fears no blot? Thou mayst be false, and yet I know it not. Very well done. That was Sonnet 92 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chasley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we shall see you next time for Sonnet 93. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.